truth faithful. Notice, notice very carefully because if you are going to follow me, you must have some level of intelligence. This is not faithfulness. We're not talking about faithfulness. We're not talking about being faithful. That's why we separated the two words. We call it faith and we said full. Your faith can be low, your faith can be full. Can you say amen to that? So we're talking about how to fuel your faith in a world on empty. When everything is dry, how do you fuel your faith? Glory to God. You know, you can have a car and your fuel is down. That car is not going to move. Are you following what I'm teaching this morning? So to, to, in this month of February, we are going to be looking at how to energize your faith, how to ensure that your faith is full. Can you say amen, somebody? Can you say amen, somebody? And let me tell you something. We are entering next week now. We start to enter the week of love. Glory to God. Who start this Valentine now? All the boyfriends are broken up with their girlfriends. They will not do anything on Valentine's Day. You know? But um, from, from next week in the Grace Capsule, we're going to be talking about the love of God throughout the week. Glory to God. So ensure you follow it so that you'll be mightily blessed and energized to understand what love really is. Love is not what you think it is. Love is not human love. We're talking about the love of God and what it's all about. And it's going to be a mighty blessing to you in the name of Jesus. Can you say amen? And also very soon, we are going to start the Epicenter Bible School. Glory to God. So that means if you want to know more about the Bible, you want to get more depth into the scriptures, understand the foundations of scripture, knowing how to interpret scripture, knowing how to study scripture, having the basics of scripture. We are going to run a school for maybe a month, a month and a half or so, through during the weeks. So we're going to, when we have that set up, we're going to let you know so you can start. And the Bible school is for free. Can you say amen to that? It's for free. Take advantage of things like this because this is what will make the difference between you and other Christians that go to church only on Sunday and don't know the Bible. Can you say amen? You know, some Christians, it, it is terrible that even in our generation, you find that some Christians cannot even quote John 3.16. You'll be surprised. If I do survey now, you'll be surprised. Some people don't know John 3.16. Ask someone to recite Psalm 23 from verse 1 to 6. They can't even recite it. You now wonder which type of Sunday school did they go to? I remember in my secondary school, every day, um, my rector will come out. You say, you. You are quoting Proverbs 4. Just miss one verse. The slap you receive. You think it's God that slapped you. You can, it can slap you, you will fall down. We will, we will go and recite it. That's how I got to know Proverbs 4. I learned Bible but in, in my, because I went to a Christian school. So I was doing mathematics. We were learning memory verse. Every page memory verse. We taught mathematics again, memory verse. We are doing English, Bible. We are doing science. Bible is there. Do you understand? So we started to know the Bible from young. Hallelujah. So if, if you didn't have that kind of background, take opportunity now. Because what are you going to be telling your own children when they are born in your home? You can't teach them Bible. You know, you have to wait for church. How, how can you guarantee that the church is teaching them the correct thing? You have to be a, a, a Bible um, man in your home, a Bible woman in your home. Can you say amen? That's the reason why every one of you have Bible. If God only wanted the pastor to have the Bible, then only the pastor will have access to Bibles. But everybody has access to Bibles today. That means you can know the scriptures for yourself. And let me amaze you also. The same Holy Spirit I have is the same Holy Spirit you have. That means the same Holy Spirit can give you the same insight that I know as well. So you can take advantage of the resources that we have. So that when the devil comes against you, you know how to shut him up with the word. Glory to God. 
Even Jesus, even though he was God, when he was a young boy, he started to go to the house of the Lord to learn the scriptures. When he became 30 years old, when Satan came to attack him, he was able to give Satan the word. He gave Satan the word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. The devil will give him another temptation. He says, thou will not worship any other God. You know, he kept attacking Satan with the word. With the word. But if you don't know the word, hmm, what's going to happen? Let me, let me amaze you. Hmm? If you carry foam, hmm, and you soak it inside soap, and you bring out the foam, and you squeeze it, what will come out of it? Talk to me now. What will come out of it? If you have not absorbed the word in your spirit, in the day of adversity, when pressure squeeze you, what will come out of you? If you have soaked yourself with the word, when it comes against your health, against your finances, you will release the word. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Are you seeing that? This is the reason why you've got to absorb. Tell your neighbor, absorb the word. Absorb the word. Every day, we give you the word every day. Take the word seriously. Take the word voraciously this year. Don't joke around with the word. Because that's the only thing that never fails. I'm telling you, that's the only thing that is guaranteed in this life. Can you shout amen, somebody? So let's start. So we're going to be having the faith series. We're talking about faith. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Somebody said, well, pastor, I've heard everything about faith before. Mm -mm, don't behave like that. That's a terrible student of the word. Terrible student of the word. You cannot use past revelation for today. You've got to get the word today. You know, you cannot eat yesterday's manna. The manna was every day. You've got to take today's manna. Can you shout them in somebody? Listen, if you tell your neighbor, if you are living by faith, you are a world overcomer. Tell them, tell somebody else, if you are living by faith, you are a world overcomer. First John chapter 5, verse 4. Look at what the Bible says. First John chapter 5, verse 4. It says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world. Even our faith, say my faith, is a word overcomer. Listen, that means you cannot say that you are living by faith and you are not a word overcomer. If you are living by faith, then you are a word overcomer. So it's only those that can overcome the word are those that are living by faith. That's what the Bible lets us know. And listen, when it comes to those scriptures, you cannot bring in your experiences into those scriptures. You've got to judge your experiences by the word, not by your experience. Somebody say, well, I tried it, it didn't work. Doesn't mean that the word failed. It means that you don't know something. You have lack of knowledge in an area about the word. Hallelujah, somebody. You know, some people have walked away from faith. They say, faith doesn't work. I've used it before because they thought faith is a formula. They say, I've used this faith thing before. It didn't work. I'm not going to do it anymore. Mm -mm. We need to realize that too. When it comes to the word, somebody say, well, pastor, there's nothing new. You want to tell me about faith? I don't, I don't know. Mm -mm. Listen very carefully. You need to realize that like manna, you need today's manna. Tell somebody you need today's manna. You need today's word. You cannot be using past revelation. Now let's enter into the Bible. Now Mark chapter 5 from verse 24. We'll read all the way down to 34. Let's look at the case study of somebody of, of, a, of a woman here so Jesus went with him and a great multitude followed the Bible very carefully a great multitude followed him and tongued him so they were all everybody was trying to you know touch Jesus get something from Jesus tell Jesus about their needs their problems you know everybody was just 
getting on Jesus. So Jesus went with, with him and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Next verse. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. 12 years. She had suffered many things from many physicians. This woman has met all the kind of doctors you can think about. The woman had money. The Bible says that she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She suffered the issue of blood for 12 years. That means all the time, blood was coming out of her body. And you remember in the Bible, the, the life of the flesh is the blood. If a man doesn't have blood, he's as good as dead. So this woman was already slow dying. She was already slow dying for 12 years, having the issue of blood. Next verse. When she heard, man to parakati, when she heard about Jesus, the woman heard about this Jesus. She heard the stories of Jesus. She heard what Jesus can do, what he has done. She came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Look at this. For she said, for she said, if, look at what she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Glory to God. Next verse 29. Immediately. Tell somebody immediately. Paramandi. The fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she had been healed of the affliction. That means even when the woman was pressing to meet Jesus, blood was still coming out of her body. The moment she touched his garment, she probably said that she felt the blood seized. She knew that something happened to her. Then... And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? Somebody said, how, how, how can Jesus not know who touched his clothes? We're going, we'll get there very soon. Jesus said, who touched my clothes? But we just read from the first verse that many people were touching Jesus. People were touching Jesus. But the disciple said to him, you see the multitude tonguing you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. So he had to use the gift of the spirit to figure out who touched him. And the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down. Next verse. Continue. Before him and told him the whole truth. Glory to God. Next verse. 34. And she said to her, Daughter, your, your what? Your faith has made you well. Go in, actually the word is, go into peace and be healed of your afflictions. Can somebody shout amen? You see, the problem today is that faith is deficient in a lot of people today. Many people are touching the Lord but only this woman received from Jesus. Hallelujah. And the Bible said that our faith, Jesus said to her, your faith has made you whole. Your faith has made you whole. So she had faith in Jesus. The others came with their needs. But she had faith in Jesus. She had faith in Jesus. You know, others, they came because they really needed God to do something about their situation. But nothing changed. Glory to God. Let me tell you this. A need or a desire for God to meet your needs is not faith. Just because you have a need, just because you have a desire for God to meet my needs. Oh God, see what I'm going through. Oh God, come and help me. Oh God, I'm touching you every day. That is not faith. 
in the Bible we can see here that many people touched Jesus. They were touching Jesus, but nothing happened to them. This same woman touched Jesus by faith. Something happened to her. And Jesus even knew that virtue came out of him. That power came out of him. And he turned around and said, who touched me? Even the disciples said, Master, are you okay? People, more than 20 people are touching you. People are touching you everywhere. They've been touching you since we have been trekking. Jesus said, mm, somebody removed something out of me. Hallelujah, somebody. Many people are touching Jesus today, but only one of them got the power out of Jesus. There are many Christians today who don't see results in their life. The reason is because they are not using the faith of God. That's why they are not using the faith of God. The faith that God gave to them, they've never exercised it. They've never used it since the day they got born again. That's why they don't see results in their lives. Glory to God. Somebody said, but, but didn't Jesus say, if we believe all things are possible to him that believe? Yes, Jesus says so. But the problem is that we stop at hope. What is hope? Hope, Bible hope is a confident expectation of good. That's hope. Hope is a positive and confident expectation of good. Hope is, oh, my tomorrow will be better. That is hope. But let me tell you something. Hope is not enough. Tell somebody hope is not enough. The Bible even lets us know that the devil believes. But it has not changed anything about the devil. People believe that God can do something. People believe that God has power. But it will not change that situation. Just because you believe that God can do it will not make it work. Can you shout at me somebody? You can't just believe that God was, oh God has been doing this before, oh God will do this. Mm -mm, that is not faith. Faith is not past, faith is not the future. Faith is present tense. God has done it and he has done it now. That is faith. Glory to God somebody. Faith is, you know faith, you know, you can't just believe God in his ability. God has the power. If God wants to do something, God will do it. Mm -mm, that's not faith, that is hope. You can believe in the power of God, but you've got to also believe in His willingness to do it. In His willingness to do it. Faith is that God has done it. God has done it and it is mine. That's what faith is. Faith is not, oh God is going to do it, I'm believing God. That's not faith. Faith is God has done it, it is mine. I'll walk that way, I'll talk that way, I'll live that way. That's what faith is. Can you shout amen somebody? Glory to God. You know, look at James chapter 2 verse 19 from TPT. James 2 19 from TPT. Whew. Read on the screen, one to go. The Bible is letting you know you can believe that there's only one true God. You can believe that God is powerful. He said, but that doesn't change even demons. Even demons know that God is very powerful, that God can heal, that God can prosper. But it has not changed them. They still remain demons. You know why? Because they don't have faith. They don't have faith. So faith is more than believing. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah, somebody. Listen, faith is the thing that releases the ability of God in your life. 
Faith is all you need. Faith will put you over. Faith will make you a world overcomer. Faith is not believing that God can do it. That's not faith. Faith is he has done it. He's mine and I'm and he's working for me. That is what faith is. Hallelujah somebody. The Bible says she said to herself, if I touch his clothes, she said to herself, she was saying it in her house, if I touched his clothes, she said it to the point that she believed it. She couldn't think any other way that if I touch this man's body, I will be restored back to health. The Bible says she pressed in the crowd with the blood flowing in her body. She entered the crowd. If I just touched his garment, the Bible says as she touched his garment, instantly she received a miracle. Hallelujah, somebody. Mancro on credila. Listen, listen. It is not faith until he leaves the realm of God. You know, to God has, God has done it. Someone say, well, my billions is in heaven. That's not faith. Faith is when you bring the billions to the physical. That is faith. Hallelujah. That is what faith is. Faith, listen, faith does not create anything. Faith is only a receiver. So faith is, so you see, faith does not manufacture. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Faith is, faith is, God has done. If God said it, he has done it. I'm walking that way. I'm talking that way. I live that way. Glory to God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 from NKJV. Faith is living in the present tense. That is what faith is. Ephesians 2 verse 8 from NKJV. You guys should be quick. Ephesians 2 verse 8. Look at this very carefully. For by grace you have been saved. Through what? Through what? Talk to me now. Through faith and not of yourselves, it is what? The gift of God. So hear me very carefully. The faith that you have is the faith of God. It is the gift of God. Are you following me this morning? So that means there is no Christian that doesn't have faith. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? It's because I will explain to you why. And the Bible says that we are, faith, we are saved by grace through faith. So salvation can only be received by faith. Without faith, you cannot be saved. So if you are saved, if you are born again, then you have so much faith. Because the greatest miracle of humankind is for a man to be born again. If you can be born again, you can raise the dead. Because it requires the same faith. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Tell somebody you were born again by supernatural faith. You know, somebody say, well, every Christian has faith. I agree with you, but I will explain. Somebody say, well, if you are flying the plane, how many of you have flew plane before? Wave your hand now if you have flew plane. Now, if you have entered the plane before, did you go and check who is the pilot? Who is flying? You just entered the plane, right? You sat down. You just knew that they would take you off more than 10,000 kilometers above the ground. And they will land you. You didn't care who is there. But listen, that is human faith. Somebody said, well, everybody has faith. I will explain. Someone said, well, I came to church this morning. How many of you checked the legs of the chair and confirmed whether the chair is strong before you sat down? You just sat because you use what is called human faith now let me explain human faith every human being has human faith human faith is based on the five senses human faith cannot bring the supernatural i'm going to explain so for instance when you say you flew the plane let me tell you something it is still based on your five senses let me tell you how i know this if there is an airline called ab that every day they fly one plane crashes Every day, one plane crash. Will you use that airline? You will not. Why? Because that is human faith. 
Are you seeing that? So, so the reason why you don't check the pilot is because you trust the integrity of the airline. You have checked their track record. They've never had a crash before. You, so you trust that they will not hire a quack to fly the plane. Do you understand? So because of what you have seen, what you have heard, you now know okay, I can trust them. Do you, do you understand? So for instance, you came to church this morning, you didn't check the legs of the chair. Why? Because you trust that the ushers will not put a broken chair for you to sit down on. But imagine if you came and saw two legs on one chair. You will avoid it immediately. Are you following? But now, let me tell you where human faith dies. If I tell you now, come and sit on this chair that is here. Will you sit down? You cannot see it. You can't feel it. You can't touch it. It's gone. That's the issue with human faith. Human faith cannot believe for what it cannot see. Or hear. Or smell. Or feel. Are you following what I'm telling you this morning? So human faith is based on the five senses. That's because you can see the chair. You can see the airplane. So you can enter it. Imagine somebody tell you, come and enter this airplane. It's an airplane here. Come and enter it now. You think the person is mad. Hallelujah, somebody. So salvation is believing God for things you cannot see. You see that? You cannot believe for salvation with human faith. No, tell me. When I tell you, say this after me, now you are born again. How do you know you are born again? What changed in your body? You just from that day henceforth, you talk that way. You act like that way. If somebody asks you, are you born again? You will say yes. Why? Because you confess the word. You believed in your heart that God had raised Jesus from the dead. How many of you were there when he died? How many of you were there when he was laid on the cross? We believe the word. Are you seeing that? That is supernatural faith. Supernatural faith believes what he has not seen before. Jesus said that they that have not seen me but believe are more blessed than those that saw me. That means we are greater than Peter. We are greater than, 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 than the disciples. Why? Because we believe what we did not see. Thomas was there. Thomas said, until I put my hands inside, until I touch him, I will not believe. Jesus said, mm, those that have not seen me, but yet believe are more blessed. Can you shout him in somebody? Woo, glory to God. So the same faith that you got on the first day of a Christian is enough to handle every situation of your life. I'm telling you. See, listen, that faith is enough to believe God to receive anything. Don't let the devil deceive you. You don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. You don't have enough faith. You need more faith. You tell your neighbor you don't need more faith. Tell your neighbor you don't need more faith. Tell them again, you don't need more faith. Shout it on top of your voice. Say, I don't need more faith. Say, the faith I have is enough. If that faith can produce salvation, it can produce healing. If that faith can produce salvation, it can produce prosperity. Can you shout amen, somebody? But she said, I will deceive you and tell you, oh, the problem is your faith. You know, one time, the disciples came to Jesus and said, Master, increase our faith. You know what Jesus said? Jesus said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you will say unto this tree, be thou removed and be thou planted into the sea and it shall be done. If your faith is this small, grain, when you get back home, go and, pick, go and break sugar. Carry one grain of sugar. Jesus said, if your faith is that big, it's enough. It's enough. That faith can move mountains. That's what Jesus said. That tiny faith can move mountains. Not destroy mountains, move it. That means that faith can do the impossible. So the reason why things are not working is because many have never used faith before. 
They don't know what faith is all about. They thought that when they just believe God, oh God will do it, God will do it. That is not faith, brother. That is not faith, sister. That's why it is not working. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So if your faith was big enough to receive salvation, that faith can see sick bodies healed. That faith can see the dead raised. That faith can see the impossible. Can you shout amen somebody? But you see, your faith got to be exercised. It's got to be used. When you don't use your faith, when you don't exercise your faith, it's not going to work. You know, I've prayed for people before, they did not get healed. Do you understand? I was exercising my faith. You know, I remember, I remember one woman of God, he was sharing his story. His name is Andrew Romack. He was sharing his story, how that he prayed for one, one guy the first time, the guy died. He died in his, in his arms. He carried one baby. He was praying for the baby for five hours. The baby died in his arms. Eh? He knew that something was wrong somewhere because faith never fails. It was years after he began to understand why he didn't walk. Then when he understood it, he started seeing the dead raised. Why? Because he understood that he was missing something about faith. Tell somebody, faith never fails. Faith always works. Romans chapter 3 verse 27. Look at what the Bible says. Romans 3, 27. So faith, Bible says, where is boasting then? It is excluded by what law? Of what? No. But by what? By what? By the law of what? Tell somebody, faith is a law. Say it again. Say, faith is a law. Say it again. Say, faith is a law. When something is a law, it means that it always works. It means that it never fails. You know, people think of faith like a mirage. Like they are driving on the road, then you see those water on the front, and then when you come there, you don't see it. No, that's not faith. Faith is not a mirage. Faith is a law. There are laws that govern faith. It will, listen, you will, you know, you know, there, there, are, there are certain things you never question because they are laws. Do you understand? For instance, when a plane crashes, have you ever seen in the report they said, um, maybe the law of gravity failed? Or maybe the law of aerodynamics failed. You heard it before? Never. Why? Because the scientists have so much confidence that gravity cannot fail. That aerodynamics cannot fail. So they check that the problem must be from the plane. So they go to get the black box. They investigate, they check. Nobody questions gravity. Nobody questions aerodynamics. If people will not question gravity, if people will not question aerodynamics, how come you question faith? How come you question faith? How can faith fail? Faith never fails. Faith always works. Tell somebody, faith always works. You know, I'm telling you, listen, listen. If somebody say, I don't believe in gravity. I don't believe in gravity. Go and climb 10 story building and just move. Then you will know. Law, listen, as long as you meet the demands of the law, gravity will pull you down. You will just find yourself on the ground. Bass! Whether you believe it or you don't. People think that, you know some people say, I want to make a deal with God. God, if you do this for me, you don't understand what faith is. Listen, when it comes to faith, it's not about God saying yes and no. It's not about God saying, well, you have not prayed enough. Well, you have not cried enough. You are not ready. You are not good enough. Mm -mm, that's not faith. If you meet the laws of faith, it will flow. It will flow. It will flow. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 from NKJV. Look at what the Bible says. He says, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power. Listen, 
if the word of God fails, then the world will self-destruct. You know why? Because everything is being held by the word. God created everything by the word. So if the word of God can be broken, if the word of God can fail, then everything in this life will self-destruct. The moon will de get destroyed. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Everything will self-destruct. What, what do you think is holding the sun and the moon and the stars and the earth? It's the word of God. That's what the Bible lets us know here. That everything is being held by the word of his power. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Listen, listen. The word of God is more sure than anything around us. The word of God, you know, you know, Isaiah talked about the mountains. And as long as we see the mountains, we know the steadfast love of God for us. The word of God is more sure than the mountains. How many of you, the mountains you saw since you were born, has shifted before? You seen it shifted? You know, it is so impossible for you to think that one day all these mountains will go away. The Bible lets us know that it will disappear. But in the steadfastness of the mountain, the word of God is more sure than the mountain. I'm telling you, it's more sure. So it's wrong for us to say that faith did not work. Mm -mm. If it didn't work, it was not faith. If it didn't work, it was not faith. Because faith never fails. I'm telling you, if you jump up and it didn't come down, gravity did not work. I used to, maybe another higher law operated. Like the plane, the plane operates a higher law than the law of gravity, which is called aerodynamics. But if the plane breaks the law of aerodynamics, it will come down. That's why a plane will crash. Gravity will pull it down because it's a law. Gravity does not, does not um, smile at you because you are fine. Gravity doesn't care how big you are or how small you are. As long as you meet the laws, as long as you meet the requirement, gravity must work. Hallelujah, somebody. So, the reason why the faith failed is because we did not put it to practice. Some of you are afraid to test. You know, you learn to test the power of God. You can start in your house. When your child is sick, you lay hands on them and by faith heal them. Practice these things. It will fail. Practice it again. Because until you get it, until you understand it, then you begin to, listen, you overcome anything in this life. I'm telling you, by faith. Faith is all you need in life because faith can produce everything that the Word of God has released to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Can you shout amen? God's Word is always steadfast. God's Word never fails. Have, listen, let this be in the front of your mind, in the back of your mind, in the side of your mind that the Word of God never fails. So if it didn't work, there's something I don't know. There's something I don't know. And I need to go and know so it can work. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 3 verse 4. Romans 3 4. Look at what the Bible says. It says, certainly not indeed. Let God, hey, let God be true and every man a liar. So God never lies. His word never lies. The Bible says that men may lie but not God. Can you shout amen somebody? Listen, when you believe wrongly, it will kill your faith. For instance, when you believe things like God controls everything. When somebody dies, somebody say, why did God take him so early? In the, listen, brothers and sisters, let's be honest. Where in the Bible did you ever read that God took somebody by death? No, you people don't read their Bibles. The first time we heard that God took somebody, the Bible said that Enoch worked with God 300 years and God took him and he was not. For God took him. So how did God take Enoch? Talk to me now. How did God take in of alive or dead? Alive. That's how God takes people. 
When God takes we take them alive. So you say, well, oh, oh God, God, why did you allow my brother to die? It is not God. Tell somebody it is not God. Tell somebody it is not God. Listen, God does not control everything in the earth. The Bible says that God controls the heaven, but he has given man to be dominant in the earth. So man, and a man is the one that controls the earth. So man decides whether to give permission to the devil or give permission to God. The reason for prayer is for us to allow God to come and intervene. That's why we pray. Because if we don't pray, God will do nothing. You know, Kenneth, Kenneth Hagin, one time, he had a vision. He had a vision. And Jesus appeared to him in the vision. I was talking with him. And then, when he was talking, there was a demon that was just at the side making so much noise. And it was hard for him to hear what Jesus was saying. And then he was wondering why Jesus didn't shut up the demon. And then he asked Jesus, said, Jesus said, why didn't you shut up the demon? Jesus said to him, Jesus said, I can't do it. No, listen, he didn't say, I won't say, I can't. He said, what do you mean you can't? He said, need you read your Bible in Matthew 28, where he said, I've given you all authority. He said, all authority has been given unto you. Jesus did not leave one authority to him. He gave you all. He said, as the Father has given me, so have I given to you now. As the Father has sent me, so have I sent you. If you know how powerful you are, Mantoba Rakati, if you know how powerful you are, you start learning to use your authority. I'm telling you. Jesus said, I can't. So he understood. Then he had to say, you devil, shut up. And the demon shut up. And the demon left and he was able to hear what Jesus was saying. If he did nothing, expecting God to come and do something, God will do nothing. Because he can't do anything. He's given you all authority. He's given, Jesus said, all authority and all power I have given unto you. Do you think that he was joking or he was lying? I said, let God be true and let every man be a liar. Say, I have all authority. Say, all authority is given unto me from God. That means you have authority in your family, you have authority in your business, you have authority everywhere. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Listen, it is not God's will. Does somebody say, if it's God's will, it must come to pass. <laughs> you don't understand this thing. It is not God's will for a person to die and go to hell. But even Jesus told us that the word of God will not come to pass. Jesus even prophesied that it will not happen. You know why? Jesus said that narrow is the gate that goes to heaven. He says, but wide is the gate that goes to destruction. Jesus even prophesied that even though God doesn't want everybody to go to hell, he said there will be a multitude that will go to hell. And God cannot do anything about it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me, let me tell you something. You can stop the will of God in your life. You can actually stop it. It's not God's will for babies to die. I hope you know that. It's not God's will. But babies die. Somebody say, well, but the Bible says, all things work together for good to them that love God. You don't read the Bible very well, that's why. Romans chapter 8 verse 28. Look at the Bible. You don't read very well, that's why. Romans 8 28. Romans 8 verse 28. If I count 10, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. Hey, 
Somebody should give me hard copy Bible. I think I'll be faster than these machines. No, don't give me TBT. Give me NKJV. New King James Version. Alright. Now, what is the first word you see in this Bible? Talk to me now. What do you see there? When you see and in a sentence, based on the English you learned from school, what does it tell you? It's a conjunction, right? That means it's coming from somewhere. That means you cannot just read and you just take this verse and swallow. You have to read previous verse. Am I correct? Now, go up to verse 27. Let's see now. I'm showing you how to study your Bible in context. Now, what's the first word you see there now? Talk to me now. So now, is, is, he, a, is he a beginning of sentence or we need to go up again? Is he beginning? Now, what? Say, now, he who searches the heart knows what is the mind of the Spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And, and we know all things work together for him, for, um, for all things work together for good to those who love God. So that means if you are not allowing the Holy Spirit to rule in your life, all things will not work together for you for good. Hello. Hello. So you can't just sit down there and say, all things are working together for good, but you don't allow the Holy Spirit to lead your life. The Holy Spirit is not the one leading you. He's not the one instructing you. You are doing your own instructions. It's not the word. And this is why people say, ah, the word is not working. How can the word of God say it didn't work? It's because you are not following those scriptures. Jesus said, when you allow the Holy Ghost to rule in your life, it says all things will work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to His purpose. So these guys are following His purpose. They are letting Him lead in their life. It says all things work together for them for good. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So it is not God's fault that if something doesn't happen, it is not God's fault. It's because no one is believing God. There are laws that govern electricity. Let me explain. If you take two naked wires now huh, and you join it together, you obey the law of positive and negative wire. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You may get electrified. You may even get frozen if you are not careful. The higher the intensity of the electricity can even fry you immediately. Be and listen, you don't need to call the NEPA guys or the YDC guys or the electricians. As long as you obey the law, it will flow. Electricity will flow when you obey the law. It's called a law. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So God has brought us his word, but faith is a law. Here's somebody, faith is a law. Tell somebody, faith is a law. You know, when, when the woman touched Jesus, the religious man will say, how come Jesus is saying, who touched me? Is he not God? Doesn't he know all things? Listen, brothers and sisters, when Jesus lived in the human body, he did not know all things. He was not everywhere at every time. He was limited by the body he was in. So he had to walk by faith, like you. He had to live by faith, like you. You know, it's not everything that comes to God's mind. Do you know that? Some of you, you just might can say, I don't understand. But isn't God only science? Let me show you Bible. There are some things that don't come to God's mind. Let me tell you one of those things. One of such things is the, the, the depth of sin that man can come up with. Let me show you one. Jeremiah 7 verse 31. Jeremiah 7 verse 31. 
Look at the Bible. Let's read together. Are you ready now? One to go. Let's read. Hey, read again. To what? To burn their... Uh-huh. Which I did not command. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did you see that? God said that this thing that they did did not come to my mind. I did not tell them to do it. God was even shocked that human beings will burn their own children to sacrifice to a God. Let me show you that one again. Jeremiah chapter 19 from verse 4 to 5. Jeremiah chapter 19, verse 4 to 5. It says, Because they have forsaken me and made this an alien, because uh, and made this an alien place, because they have burned incense in it to other gods whom neither they, their fathers, nor the kings of Judah had known. It says they had filled this place with the blood of the innocents. It says they have also built the high places of Balaam to burn their sons with fire for burnt offering. Look at Tubal, which I did not speak. I did not command. I did not speak, nor did it come into my mind. God said that this one not come to my mind. I did not believe that this would do this kind of thing. That's what God was saying to, 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 to Jeremiah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You can also say another one in Jeremiah 32 verse 35, but we'll move on. Glory to God. So, the woman, let me explain about this woman. The woman with the issue of blood, she had to draw from, you know, so Jesus, when, when she touched him, Jesus actually did not know who touched him. That's the truth. So, he asked, who touched me? The disciples said, many are touching you. So, he started to look around. Then he had to draw from the ability of the Spirit to figure out who touched him. Then he found out who touched him. But the woman was trembling, afraid, and said, I'm the one, I'm the one. Jesus said, yes, I know. I know. Brothers and sisters, we think that God is in heaven making deals. So we say, I want to make a deal with God. We think that's what God is doing in heaven, making deals with us. That's not what God is doing in heaven. We think God is saying, if you have not begged enough, if you have not cried enough, you are not ready. You are not good enough. Mm -mm, mm -mm. Listen, we are trying to get God. You someone say, let's, 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 let's make God know that we are very serious about this matter. <laughs> It is terrible the way come Christians pray. Terrible. So God, if it's your will, let it be your will, oh God. You can only pray that kind of prayer if it's a prayer of commitment. Not a prayer of faith. You know, the only time Jesus prayed, if it's your will, oh God, let this God pass over me, was when he was going to the cross to go and die. It's only a prayer of commitment you can be asking God if it is your will. You cannot be, you cannot be praying for, for a job now and say, God, if it's your will, let me have a job. No, that's nonsense. You can't be praying for healing and say, God, if it's your will, heal me. That's nonsense. That has already been paid for on the cross. What has been paid for by grace? It is yours. Hallelujah. Can you, are you hear what I'm telling you? Glory to God. Somebody shout amen. Listen, prayer is not an opportunity to tell God about your situation. That's not what prayer is for. Prayer is not to tell, oh God, can you see the problems we are going through? Oh God, why are you not doing anything about our situation? Oh God, see how we are suffering. God, can't you see how we are suffering? Prayer is not an opportunity to inform or misinform God about your situation. God knows more 
of the situation than the doctors. He knows more than even you. <laughs> Can you shout amen? So God is not up there evaluating you and checking. If you don't do this very well, I will not give it to you. That's not what God is doing. That's not faith. Listen, there are laws. If you meet the law of faith, it will flow. It will flow. God is not in heaven saying, okay, yes, no. Mm -mm. If you put the law to practice, it will flow. Can you shout amen somebody? Even Jesus did not know who touched him. But the power flowed because a woman met the law of faith. I'm telling you. The Bible says, Jesus said, who touched me? Who touched me? But the power already left. She already received that healing. And Jesus was saying, who touched me? Why? Because the woman met the law of faith. When you meet the law of faith, the power of God will flow. Automatically, it will flow. Hallelujah. Listen, for instance, there is enough power in this room now to have the blind eyes open. Enough power in this room now. There's enough power in this room to make any situation to change. As long as you place a demand on the power of God by faith, it will work. Hallelujah. And listen, believing God can do it is not faith. That is not faith. So say, I believe even those that are non-Christians believe that God can do it. It's not all powerful. God can do it. That's not faith. That's not faith. Say together with me. Say, say God call those things that be not as though they were. Say it again. Say God calls those things that be not as though they were. Genesis 17 verse 5. Let me show you the faith language. Let me show you how faith behaves. Look at it. Look at now Abraham. When, when Abraham was born, his name was called Abraham. Abraham means assumed father. So sometimes the names you bear follow you. He was an, as, as a father of assumption. <laughs> God, God came to him when he was 90 years old. God said to Abraham, he says, no longer. Look at the way God speaks. Understand how God talks. No longer shall your name be called Abraham. But your name shall be Abraham. Abraham means father of many. For I, hey, go back, go back. For I will make you. Hey, read your Bible. For I will make you. Is that what's in your Bible? I'm going to make you. Is that what's in your Bible? What did God say? I have made you. Uh-huh. A father of many nations. Hold on. When God said, listen, you don't understand this thing. God is saying, I have made you. This guy does not have a child. He doesn't even have a grandchild. How can you be saying, so now people will call him father of many nations. Father of many nations. No, it's like, it's like mocking. They're like mocking you. Father of many nations. God said from today, your name has changed. God is going to change some of you's names today. They've been calling you Mr. Broke, Mr. Broke. From today, start calling yourself, I'm a prosperous man. You don't have zero money in your account. You say I have billions in the name of Jesus. And listen, listen. You talk that way. You think that way. You see that way. And I'm telling you, it's just a matter of time. In the name of Jesus. See, that's the language of faith. Faith doesn't say, oh, God will do it when it is time. That's not faith. Faith is now. Tomorrow it is now. Next tomorrow it is now. I have it today. I walk that way. I think that way. I talk that way. So faith is saying what God says. That's what faith is. Even if you can't see it in the natural, you still talk that way. God spoke things into being. Do you realize in the Bible, God created light. Then four days after, he created sun. And moon and stars. If it's us, 
who first create the sun and moon and star, they will now put light. But God created light first. Look at the way God thinks. It's like God creating, creating fuel before starting the car. That's the way God thinks. God looks at the things from the end before he even starts it. That's the way God thinks. And listen, that's the way God talks. God will never come to you and say, hey, don't worry, tomorrow you will be better. Mm -mm. God will come to you and say, your tomorrow, I've seen it. It is very bright. Very bright. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. So you see that, you see, listen, somebody say, well, but pastor, I'll be lying to confess I'm healed when I'm not feeling well. That'll be a lie. That's a lie. Are you following? And this is the big, because they've seen many examples of fake, fake faith people. You know, they say they are doing fake, but it's fake. I'll explain. Romans chapter 10 verse 9. The Bible says, if thou shalt confess with, mouth, with, with, with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God had what raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So salvation is not just talking. You also got to believe in your heart. Somebody say, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. But truly, truly, if God looks at his heart, he's still a broke guy in his heart. It will not work. So it's not just saying it, you say it until you believe it. If you don't believe it, you say it until you believe it. If it means saying it a thousand times, say it until you can see no other way than this way. That's the language of faith. Hallelujah, somebody. So it's not just saying it, you've got to believe it in your heart. You know one woman, she took out of Mark eleven twenty four, 24, where the Bible says, you shall have whatever you say. She now say, uh-uh, since I can have whatever I will say, Kenneth Copper will be my husband in Jesus' name. When he was already married to Gloria Copper. Say, can I come up with my husband in Jesus' name? Every you say, can a copland is my husband? I will have what I say. Can a copland is my husband? I will have what I say in Jesus' name. The next day, the woman did propose her. Can I copland is proposing to me today? I will marry Can a copland. Listen, you know. Then she now to go and do faith is destined. Faith is what action. She went to go and do wedding. I'm marrying Can a copland in the spirit. Glory to God. So she did the wedding. She said, Can a couple is my husband in Jesus' name? She wore the wedding gown only by herself, went to go and do wedding and joined herself with um, Kenneth Copeland. That's it. Kenneth Copeland now is my husband in the spirit. In the spirit. I will have what I see. That's error. I said, That is error. Glory to God. Listen, you cannot use faith to plan a perfect robbery, you cannot use faith to confess murder. You cannot use faith to, to, to commit adultery. You know, some people say, you see some robbers, they're about to rob, they say, let's do the Lord's Prayer. Our Father who art in heaven. That's not, that's not God. God is not even that nonsense. That's not God. God never provides a thief for you by His grace. You can only faith for what God has already provided by grace. Hello? Are you still here? So for instance, if I'm going to faith for something, if I'm going to believe for something, I've got to check what did God provide. Has God made it available? Is it mine today? So for instance, the Bible lets me know that by His stripes, I am healed. I was healed. So now I can place a demand on the power of God for healing. Are you following that? So you cannot be faithful for what God did not provide by His grace. Why? Because faith is a positive response to what God has provided by His grace. Glory to God, somebody. I said, glory to God, somebody. Faith gives tangibility to the physical realm. Faith doesn't make anything happen. Faith is only a drawer. Faith will draw. Faith will suck it out. 
faith will bring it from the spirit realm to the physical realm. That is what faith is all about. Hallelujah, somebody. How many of you can tell when your hair is not combed without looking at the mirror? You can tell. Wow. What a, so you have eyes in your head. Amazing guy. Because you just feel the hairs. But you do touch the hair. You touch the hair. So you still, still felt it. So you use your senses. So for instance, if you don't touch your hair, if you don't stare in the mirror, what happens? You don't know your hair is combed. Do you understand? So, and the question is, how do you even know that what you are seeing in the mirror is real? No, I'm asking you. You, you, you think that what you saw now is the real thing? Do you realize that you may be looking dark now? If I put a certain light on you now, you may become yellow. Then I will see you. Have you, have you heard this story of a guy that went to a boutique to go and buy white and blue shirt? He entered a boutique and the light was all blue. He now saw the shirt. The shirt was blue. Say, nice blue shirt. Nice blue shirt. Then, as he stepped out of the building, the thing turned to white. He said, ah, what happened there? He entered the building again. It turned back to blue. He said, what's going on here? You know why? Because the light you use matters. The light you use to judge the situation matters. If you use the light of this world, you will, the, the world will tell you the thing is sour. Nothing can happen again. But if you bring the light of God into the matter, you will see that there is actually blessing inside this thing. Hallelujah, somebody. So the light you use matters. This is the reason why you've got to flood your heart with the light of God's word. So that you can see life the way God sees it. Glory to God, somebody. Somebody shout amen. Somebody shout a better amen. You know, you see, so, so you realize that what is missing is faith. Faith is what we are missing today in the church. Listen, the devil cannot stop God. Do you know that? Angels cannot stop God. Only you can stop God. Only you can stop God. Because we have a free choice. The Bible says, this day I put before you life and death. He said, but choose life. So we have the right to choose what we want. Hallelujah. There was a woman um, who, 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 who came to share a testimony when she came to Smith Wigglesin. How many of you know Smith Wigglesin? That old man lived in very many, many years ago. So this woman came out for healing during one of the camp meetings. She had a goiter. So they laid hands on the woman to be healed, right? And the woman received that healing. And she even shared testimony that day that all the goiter is gone, that she's been healed now today. Praise God. She went back home. The next year for camp meeting, she came. They were calling for testimony. She came out with the goiter. She said, I want to praise God that when hands were laid on me one year ago, I was healed. And people were looking at her. They were sitting the goiter in her body. They said, ah, you use my shoe, okay? They allowed to pass. Second year camp meeting. She came again for the camp meeting. She stood and said, praise God, God's children. I want to thank God because God healed me two years ago of goiter. Praise God. And then the people became embarrassed. It is woman, okay at all. What is wrong with her? Then the woman observed that people were not really excited about her testimony. Because if they don't see, they will not believe. Do you understand? She now went to God and said, God, you know, listen, if they don't see this thing, they will not believe. But me, I know. And I was healed two years ago when hands were laid on me. The Bible says, um, the, the story said that when the woman slept that night, she woke up the next day, all the gutter gone. Somebody say, so why did it take two years? I don't know. All I know is that she activated faith and faith worked. That's all I know. Glory to God. So you see, when it is faith, 
from that day henceforth, you don't see it any other way than this way. That's faith. Faith is, it is mine. Faith is personal. Very personal. It is mine. I don't know about you, but it is mine. I live that way. I talk that way. I act that way. That is faith. I said that is faith. Hallelujah, somebody. That's what faith is. And faith, listen, faith will cause miracles to happen to you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you can just try. If you believe that God has already done it, you will receive miracles now. In the name of Jesus. Tell somebody, God's hand is not short. The reason why people feel that God's hand is short is because people do not use faith. That's why. God doesn't have any problem with changing your situation. Some of you know God can change your life. But you have never moved it to present things. It's in the future. It has to come now. Listen, brothers and sisters, I'm challenging you today to believe God. Dare to believe God. And stop questioning God. Stop questioning God. You know, you know people ask things like, where is the Lord God of Elijah? Huh? I think the right question is, where is the Elijah of God? Where are the people that would believe God like Elijah believed God? Are you ready to believe God this morning? Listen, if you believe God this morning, miracles can take place now. I'm telling you, it can take place now. If you dare believe God. Glory to God. Stand to your feet this morning.